And we join now by Narina Fisser from ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. It's been a while. Yes, indeed. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. Well, great to hear from you again. So what has been happening in the world whilst you, um, uh, you know, we were celebrating phenomenal women like you, I must say, over the long weekend? Uh, you know, just uh, give the listeners, um, those who've been away for a few days, a quick update. Well, well Sakina, our fairly regular events at the, at the end of our market week always is the release of U.S. economic data, and in particular the jobs data. So last week we learned that U.S. unemployment rose quite steadily in July, and that even wages have rebounded after unexpectedly stalling in June. And these are signs of an improving economy that could open the door for the, the Fed to write hikes, uh, uh, rates, to hike rates. Oh, shoot. Been a long weekend to hike rates in September. Um, so this definitely put some pressure on the U.S. markets into the close on Friday, and our market also, um, you know, slid quite sharply into the close on our Friday. But but you know, this data that we got on Friday does not necessarily mean that the Fed will increase um, uh, next month. This this the jobs report was not particularly strong, and it was really just in line with expectations. And that leaves markets now having to look towards other data. So I think this week we can look definitely towards July retail sales. Sales those are expected on Thursday. That will be the key number to look for. But I think the Fed is definitely looking for signs that inflation will strengthen towards its own two percent target before it starts um, increasing interest rates. Um, so yeah, it certainly set the tone for for quite a difficult start to the week. Um, but yes, it seems like we've once again underestimated the Chinese and mm. the strength of their power. <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly so, because they're the only ones who don't seem to be struggling at this point. Well, economically, they are definitely strong, struggling, but but they mark rebounded and it's it's really that we woke up this morning to news that the Chinese central bank has slashed the fixed level of its currency to the US dollar by just under two percent and this is the biggest shift on record this this effectively removes the peg to the dollar as we know it and we've seen the renminbi drop quite sharply immediately now this move is not surprising considering the poor economic data that we've seen out of China recently you know on Sunday they, they mentioned that they, they produce the prices fell by 5.4 percent in July um, that was compared to a drop of just um, expected drop of just five percent. This is the worst reading since October 2009, and it's the 40th straight month of price decline in China. Consumer inflation also remained muted at 1.6 percent. So, despite the extra money that's been blowing into that market, it didn't really sort of make much impact on consumer inflation. But I think the big deal really is that the exports tumbled by 8.3 percent in July. This is the biggest fall in four months, and and the, the strong yuan policy has hurt manufacturers. So a lot of people would look at, at this uh, weakening of the, or the removal of the peg on the yuan and say it is just to support their own manufacturing and, and export markets. But I think what is also important is that China is, is seriously looking at being, uh, getting its currency included in the IMF basket of reserve currencies. And I think this is certainly something which has, has um, prompted them, in addition to the, the, the uh, poor economic data, to actually remove that. So, so of course, um, you know, one of the beneficiaries of this um, of this further stimulus in China is commodity prices. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens today. Oil has already rebounded from a five-month low. Copper has risen to uh, from a six-year low. So um, the Bloomberg Commodity Index last night jumped 2.2%, the most in six months. So I would expect our mining and resources stocks to put in quite a strong showing today.
Well, it seems as though they are headed that way, but we'll wait and see, won't we, Narina? And um, last week we saw the Rand reach, um, you know, levels that were last seen almost 14 years ago. So I guess that would lend further support for our commodity stocks then. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what's more devastating to us South Africans, the dismal performance of our currency or the equally dismal performance <laughs> of the Springbok rugby team. <laughs> Take <laughs> your know, pick. At least, <laughs> at least in the case of the RAND, we find ourselves in reasonably good company because as much as we tend to view its performance as a reflection of the state of our domestic economy, it has been just as much about the mighty dollar in recent times. Most effective in the last 12 months have been commodity currencies. So the Russian ruble, the Brazilian real, the Australian dollar and the Canadian dollar have all depreciated by bigger margins against the U.S. dollar than the rand. In fact, even the euro has been worse off than the rand during the course of the last 12 months. Um, although, of course, it has managed to claw some of its way back since the end of the Greek tragedy. So as, as much as, as this may be little comfort to us when we look at the exorbitant costs of overseas travel or imported goods, you're quite right in that it definitely provides support to our resources stocks as well as, of course, to other randage investments and therefore the overall JSE on an, on an aggregate basis. It unfortunately also stands as a stark reminder of the massive missed opportunities in our export sectors, be it mining or manufacturing, and how important it is that we get our act together to capitalize on the benefits brought about by the weaker currency. So, yeah, let's hope that the current round of labor negotiations in the mining sector can be settled sooner rather than later so that we can at least benefit from some of the current level of the RAND.